0: As I record this episode, we are in the midst of a global pandemic with the coronavirus. And I hope everyone listening to this is safe and staying healthy and doing everything in your power to uh, stay out of harm's way. Uh, I wish the same for your family, your friends, and your coworkers, and know that we'll all get through this together. But Given the scenario, uh, given all of the news and information and heightened uncertainty around the virus, its spread, its ultimate um, rate of fatality, the impact on the economy, the markets, people's jobs, people's livelihoods, their ability to stay in their homes or provide for themselves and their families, what do you do? It's it's tough to sit tight right now and do nothing because the last thing you or I want to do is feel helpless, feel like our hands are tied or feel like really we just have to sit back and take it. And in some respects, that's maybe the best thing to do. Uh, I, I've often been quoted as saying that when things get volatile, when uncertainty goes up or through the roof like it is now, and that's reflected in investment markets and your personal portfolio, uh, oftentimes the best thing to do is nothing. Or uh, as I like to say, uh, don't just do something, stand there. And when it comes to your investments in your portfolio, that's probably the best thing to do. But that doesn't mean that you can't do anything. That does not mean that there aren't smart actions for you to consider or smart actions for you to for you to take in a time like this. And so with that in mind, I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Women's Retirement Radio. I'm your host, Russ Thornton, and today I want to talk about a smart action plan for a global pandemic. I've written about this recently, in fact. Uh, If you're not already on my email list, please go to wealthcareforwomen.com. I invite you to subscribe, um, and you can get weekly updates Uh, from me about uh, retirement topics and and other topics of interest to women and their families who are planning for or transitioning into uh, retirement. But back to an action plan, what do you do? Uh, if, If on one hand, with regard to your investments, you're best off to do nothing, what are some things you can do to maybe corral some of your energy or some of your uh, anxiety into positive actions that will lead to better results in the future. Well, if you're still working, if you have not yet retired, um, I'll throw out a couple of ideas for you to think about. The first is consider increasing your retirement plan contribution amount. Uh, If you're willing and able, uh, and let's say you're currently putting 5% into your 401k at work. Um, maybe see if you can bump that up to 6 or 7% or even higher. Um, it would be a great time to add more to your 401k or to your other retirement or investment plans while the market uh, is lower uh, because you're basically buying the same great companies worldwide at lower prices. Um, So think of it as as a sale. Uh, And so maybe you would consider consider adding more to your retirement plan or your investment portfolio while prices uh, are lower. Uh, Another thing to consider is maybe increase your savings. Uh, And this might be uh, contradictory to the first bullet of uh, increasing your retirement plan contribution. Um, But I would probably prioritize this one first. If you don't already have three to six months worth of expenses saved up in a safe, liquid, easily available savings account, Uh, I would encourage you to focus on that first and foremost. In fact, if you're really worried about the current state of affairs with the coronavirus and the uncertainty around how long this might last, you might consider putting more than three to six months of expenses into a savings account. Um, One of the high yield savings accounts I like a lot is American Express personal savings. Um, It's online, it's free, there are no fees or minimums. Um, And as I record this, they're currently paying 1.7% interest on uh, the money that you put in there. Um, so go check that out. Uh, there are plenty of other options out there, but that's one that I have used personally and have recommended to others. So that's one you might want to check out. Uh, if you're looking for a place to safely, um, put your savings and earn probably a better interest rate than you would get just at a, uh, at a big bank. Uh, another consideration or another item on the action plan is to, uh, consider perhaps shifting your investment portfolio allocation to uh, more stocks. Uh, And this kind of goes back to the idea behind the first point I made, which is the market's down, it might make sense to buy more if you have a long-term view. So um, that same idea or same concept holds true. Let's say right now you've got uh, 30% of your portfolio is in diversified stocks, the rest of it of your portfolio is in cash and fixed income now might be a great time to consider shifting your 30% in diversified stocks to maybe 45% in stocks. And the way you would do that is you would own the same funds. Uh, I'm not recommending that you would purchase individual stocks. You would take the stock funds you own now that represent about 30% of your portfolio, liquidate some of your fixed income or utilize some of your cash in your portfolio and shift your investment mix. So you've got more in stocks. So maybe the before looks like 30% in stocks and maybe the after looks like 45% in stocks. As an example, again, you would be buying more stocks while they're cheaper uh, or um, if you care for this uh, terminology while they're on sale. Many people Uh, And I'm sure you or or someone you know might be uh, in this situation, um, have been furloughed, they're in a work-from-home situation, their income is uncertain, Uh, maybe they'll be able to take advantage of the uh, recently passed CARES Act, C-A-R-E-S Act, which is a federal stimulus bill um, on the magnitude of $2 trillion, which includes sending stimulus checks to uh, many Americans who are eligible for them. But regardless of your situation, um, now is a great time to revisit and reevaluate your spending um, and consider dividing your current and future expenses into three categories. Those categories are needs, wants, and wishes. And needs are, uh, I would consider needs as something that um, is life-sustaining. That's food on the table, roof over your head, um, paying the bills, keeping the lights on, taking care of yourself and your family. Um, Wants and wishes are maybe more discretionary, are things that maybe you could do without um, if you wanted or needed to for a period of time. And so now might be a good time to reevaluate your spending, categorize your spending into needs, wants and wishes, and pay specific attention to the wants and wishes category, uh, categories and evaluate which of those expenses could possibly be reduced, uh, deferred, or maybe even eliminated, at least for the time being. That might help free up some cash to help uh, focus on your um, needs, uh, those expenses that are considered needs. Or it might free up some additional cash for you to increase your um, reserve, uh, your, you know, your emergency uh, savings, uh, that three to six months plus in savings, or per- perhaps even allow you to increase your retirement plan savings at work. If you have credit card debt, uh, now's a good time to talk to your credit card company. Uh, Many mortgage lenders and banks have have stated publicly that they are uh, forgiving uh, payments on mortgages and other forms of debt for the next 60 to 90 days. You need to check with your specific bank or lender uh, before you, you know, fail to make a payment because you don't want to Um, get sideways with your lender that could hurt your credit uh, rating and have other negative impacts. Um, But whether you're suspending some of those payments or not, talk to your lenders, talk to your credit card company, see if you can negotiate better terms. I feel confident when I say that most lenders would rather keep you as a paying customer than run the risk of you defaulting on a loan altogether uh, and them having to write off that debt. So uh, it'd be a I mean, it'd probably be worth a uh, a phone conversation to talk to your credit card company or other lenders to see if you can negotiate better terms on your current debt. Um, This is one that I've written about and said many, many times before and and will no doubt say again, uh, turn off the news. Um, Quit paying attention to the news uh, and your portfolio. Get on with your life. Um, Many of us, um, by necessity, are in a situation where We are spending more time at home uh, with our families, our children, um, our extended families. Um, Use that time to reconnect and really focus on the things that are important. Um, The news, um, what your portfolio is doing day to day uh, is not something you can control. um, And it is likely going to just uh, stir up emotions uh, and and could lead to some irrational or knee-jerk decision-making, some of which might jeopardize your financial future. So uh, turn off the news. Uh, don't log into your uh, fidelity.com or wherever your money is invested and um, you know, work on a puzzle with your family or play a board game or get outside and, and walk and, and just try to focus on the things that are important to you uh, and get on with life as best you can given the situation that we're all dealing with collectively right now. If you don't have a personal financial plan, uh, I would encourage you to to work on that. Um, And if you do have one, now's a great time to review it, make any necessary adjustments. Um, Something that I read recently, which I thought was brilliant is uh, is a question. And the question is what part of your financial plan um, included abandoning it when things get tough? and I would encourage you just to think about that because if you've gone to through the exercise of developing a, a truly personalized financial plan, um, hopefully you would have thought through or, uh, or taken into account the fact that the market is going to go down from time to time. In fact, it's going to go down a lot from time to time. And I'm not telling you that times like these aren't scary. I'm not telling you that, uh, you're wa- wrong to be worried. Um, everyone's worried, uh, about uncertainty. Um, The market does not like uncertainty, and we're seeing a lot of that uh, in the form of volatility and increased ups and downs um, over the course of hours and days um, here in the recent weeks. So um, if you don't have a financial plan, work on one. Um, Reach out to me or reach out to a trusted financial professional that can help you Uh, assemble a plan and if you do have one, now's a great time to review it, uh, make any necessary adjustments, um, focusing on the things that are important to you and the priorities in your life and make sure you uh, keep your plan um, on track to help you achieve the things that are most important to you and the people you care about in the future. Um, If you have already met your emergency savings or your short short term cash reserves goal, which I'd mentioned earlier, uh, perhaps consider dollar cost averaging uh, any uh, additional cash into the market or into your portfolio over time. So if you've got an extra 10 or 20 or more thousand dollars, I'm not suggesting you take all of it and try to pick the bottom and invest it all at once. What I would instead do is if you've got $10,000 as an an example, maybe divide that by five and invest um, $2,000 per week for the next five weeks. So you'll invest the full $10,000 over the next five weeks. If the market continues to go lower from here, you'll be buying on the way down. If the market continues to go, uh, if if the market goes up from here, if we do turn the corner, you'll at least get some money in the market and you won't miss the opportunity to go ahead and start uh, investing at these lower prices. So those are some considerations if you're already, uh, I'm sorry, if you're still working, if you're already retired, if you're no longer working, you're no longer receiving a steady paycheck, a lot of these same action steps are the same. Um, Focus on increasing your short-term cash reserves, your emergency fund, um, maybe shift more of your portfolio to stocks. Um, I would, again, evaluate your spending, your expenses, Think of them as needs, wants, and wishes and focus on the wants and wishes and, and look for things that you can maybe reduce or eliminate uh, at least for a period of time until we get through this, um, this period of heightened volatility. Uh, remember, um, and this goes for everyone, but especially if you're retired, remember your portfolio is not the market. The Dow Jones is only comprised of 30 U.S. stocks. The S&P 500 is composed of 500 U.S. stocks, but they're all large company stocks. Um, in, my, in my mind, um, and, and I practice this in my own portfolio, you should own um, thousands of U.S. stocks, not just 30 or 500. You should also own Um, non-US stocks, so international stocks around the globe, and you should also own high quality intermediate term fixed income or bonds. Um, That's what I have in my portfolio. That's what I recommend to my clients. And if you're investing that way, you're better diversified than any single market index. And you're likely not experiencing quite the level of volatility that you would be if you were in just 30 companies or just 500 companies. If you, have, if you have questions about that, please reach out to me and let me know. I'm happy to discuss that or explain that further. But just remember that if you have a diversified portfolio, you own stocks of all shapes and sizes, both here in the US and around the world, and you have um, a nice balance or complement of high quality intermediate term bonds, um, your portfolio is not. The market and i can't make any promises but you're probably not uh, experiencing quite the level of volatility uh, that you would be if you were entirely in just a portfolio of 30 stocks or even 500 stocks so just something to think about um, If you have, uh, again, if you're retired and you have a 401k plan at a prior employer, so if you still have a 401k at your old employer, now's a great time to revisit those plans. Make sure that you're not exposed to more risk than you're comfortable with um, or that you actually need to take uh, to support your financial plan. Um, And something I would encourage everyone to consider um, The buzzword of the last few weeks is social distancing, and I would instead encourage you to um, practice physical distancing, but think creatively about the ways that you can still stay socially connected. You could uh, use FaceTime on your iPhone. You could use an app or a program like Zoom to do video calls. There are a lot of tools and technologies, uh, technologies available um, on your computer, on your tablet, on your mobile phone, where you can um, not just speak to someone, but, but where you can also see them and interact with them. And I think that um, the act of seeing, in addition to hearing someone and the body language, goes a long way to help us feel more connected. So certainly um, stay safe, uh, maintain social distancing um, as appropriate, but don't let yourself become a disconnected from your friends, your family, or from society at large. So, um, those are some ideas for w- whether you're still working or whether you're retired. Those are some broad action steps I would encourage you to consider as we're all kind of living, uh, in this, um, this current age of, uh, global coronavirus pandemic that is impacting all of our lives in different ways. One final note before I wrap up um, there are some action steps that um, my firm and I are taking on behalf of our clients. Uh, So, in addition to some of the things that I've mentioned already, um, many of which I've discussed with uh, my clients uh, and suggested to them, we're also doing um, a couple of things uh, for our clients. We are updating and reviewing their financial plans, we're making adjustments as necessary, we're looking at whether or not their plans are still on track or still in the comfort zone um, in the wake of all of the market volatility and lower market values, etc. Part of the CARES Act, which was just passed by Congress, uh, allows for uh, people to waive their RMDs, which are their required minimum distributions from retirement accounts this year, 2020. Uh, So I'm starting to have conversations with Uh, folks that are either planning to or have recently taken uh, a required minimum distribution out of one of their retirement accounts um, and discussing um, options that they might want to consider to waive or to return those RMDs if they don't need the money. We're also rebalancing our clients' portfolios. So As stocks have fallen in recent weeks, um, on a relative basis, uh, their bonds and cash positions have held their value or or actually maybe done better. Uh, And so we've actually been strategically selling a little bit of bonds uh, and fixed income along the way to buy more stocks. So as I mentioned earlier about maybe shifting more of your portfolio to stocks, uh, we kind of have a disciplined way to do that while maintaining our clients' portfolio mix and their risk level to uh, control that and manage that by uh, strategically and systematically rebalancing their portfolio from time to time. The final thing we're doing is taking advantage of tax loss harvesting. So if uh, you've got an investment or investments in your portfolio in your taxable account, so in a non-retirement account, and you have an unrealized loss in one or more of those investments, Um, you could consider selling that investment today, realizing that loss, immediately turning around and buying a similar but not identical investment to replace that. So that way you stay in the market and you maintain your portfolio allocation uh, and your risk profile. And what you've done is you've actually captured some utility from that unrealized loss because if you take that loss, Um, You can use up to $3,000 of it uh, to offset ordinary income on your tax return, or you can use um, it to offset um, realized capital gains. And if you have more losses that you harvest, then you can use this year, you can actually carry forward those losses and use them in future years. So it's a great way to capture some tax utility from unrealized losses. Um, and there are some other specifics and considerations that go into whether or not you can do this successfully. Uh, If you have questions, certainly reach out to me and let me know, but um, portfolio rebalancing, tax loss harvesting are a couple of things we've been doing uh, and looking at uh, on behalf of our clients at the portfolio level. We've been reviewing, updating, and adjusting financial plans. We've been uh, starting to evaluate and have discussions around uh, clients' abilities to waive RMDs uh, this year. Uh, and that's, again, part of the recently enacted CARES Act. Uh, so I'll probably talk, be talking about or writing about that more in the future. So hopefully you found this helpful. Uh, as I mentioned at the outset, the thinking here is, uh, while you might have even heard me say that the best thing to do right now uh, is is just sit tight, stick with the plan, don't do anything. In fact, there are several things you might consider doing that could have significant um, long-term impact for the positive for your finances. Uh, And I've covered some of them here. Uh, If you have questions about any of them or suggestions of your own, uh, please reach out and let me know. Uh, You can reach me through my website at wealthcareforwomen.com. I'd love to hear from, from you at any point. You can also go on my website. There's a button there where you can actually click and leave me a voicemail uh, if that's more convenient. Um, So I hope you found this helpful. um, And I uh, encourage you to share this podcast with your friends and family. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, until next time, um, I will uh, look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Before you go, some disclosure language. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. I'm a financial advisor, a certified divorce financial analyst, and an investment advisor representative of Wealthcare Capital Management LLC an SEC-registered investment advisor based in Richmond, Virginia. The views discussed in this podcast are my own and may not be consistent with or represent those of Wealthcare Capital Management.